Good morning, everyone. You are tuned in to a series of special episodes that we will be airing this week. During our normal recordings, we tend to have a lot of side conversations and we call them our behind the scenes. So what you will be seeing this week are a lot of behind the scenes from each one of our episodes in season two. So sit back and relax and enjoy the behind the scenes and hope you have a good rest of the week. Good morning, everyone. This is Genevia. And this is Jennifer. And you are tuned into Soap Talk, where candid conversations cleanse the mind, heal the heart, and encourage the spirit. Also, want to take care of a little housekeeping. If you are tuning into our YouTube channel, please click the like and subscribe button so you can get our push notifications when we post new episodes every weekday morning now, yes, Monday through Friday, exciting. yes, <laughs> at 9 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Pacific time. You can find us at www.letsoaptalk.org on Anchor, Spotify, or anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast. And last but not least, please don't forget to visit us on our social media platforms. We are Facebook, Twitter, Instagram under Soap Talk Christian Podcast. So let's Soap Talk. We want to welcome you back to our second season. And yes. we, before we do that, we are tuned in to our second episode, Are You a Pharisee? with our guest minister, Brother Peter Martin. He's the minister of Agape Church of Christ in Stafford, Texas. Yeah. So yeah. I agree. Um, and and I, I, I feel like I had to shy away from that because I wanted to know who I was away from my mom, away from my family, away from, you know, even away from my husband, you know, because I can get really attached to him. Like I was telling, I think I was telling my best, one of my other best friends, Priscilla, we were talking about how we were moms because we were moms early. And I said, you know, she came down to visit and we, we were like, what do you want to do? And she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, I don't know either. I don't even know what I want to do. I don't even know what I like. I can tell you what all my children like. I can tell you what my husband like. I know what size he is. I know what colors he like. I know what stuff. Me, you tell, you ask me something. I'm like, I don't know. I have no yeah. idea. You know, and it's because, you know, we've given so much of ourselves, but you know, I've told myself this year, I want to focus more on self-care, doing the things that I, some of the things that I want to do, not being just selfish, but I need to incorporate myself into that situation because I need to take care of me too. And I, I got to get to know who I am again. And, you know, what is my favorite color? You know, where do I like to go eat? You right. know, what do I want to do, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I actually have a question, um, Brother Martin, when it comes to, to fear. Do you think there was some fear associated with um, the Pharisees if they allowed people to know their weaknesses, mm. fear of losing that position of, of power or esteem? Yeah. What, what, what do you think the fear is behind allowing people to, to know where your weaknesses lie or what's yeah, wrong most with you? Definitely. Uh, that, that fear, I believe, was a reality with the Pharisees because they've spent so much time, so many years studying and perfecting their craft mm. just to create this reputation and, and to have this, um, this, this presence, you know, with the people and the people are looking at you a, a certain way. And, and if they pull back the curtains as Jesus did, you know, which is why they couldn't stand him because Jesus became the person that they feared greatly, which is why they had to get rid of him mm. uh, because he didn't mind pulling back the, the curtain to, to truly reveal, you know, what was happening, what was going on. 
and so, yeah, they, they do a whole lot to protect that identity. And, you know, it, it's fearful for them if anyone just got a, a, a sniff of what was going on, which is why Jesus said, you know what? Yeah, uh, observe what they do, but don't act the way that they act. You know, uh, because they have all of these laws and so forth, and they give these people all of these laws, their interpretations of the law, which they put on the same level as the law. They want people to get so busy and doing so many things that you have no time to figure them out. Mm. You're too busy trying to live this life, this, this impossible life that they've created for you, a life that breeds frustration uh, and, and they're just really trying to keep you away from them hmm. because if you see who they really are, you know, uh, and, and that's an unhealthy fear, you know, from the perspective of anybody, as you pointed out, uh, as far as conviction is concerned, anybody that desires to truly be converted, truly be changed, truly be transformed, they welcome, um, they welcome rebuke. They, they welcome the opportunity for someone to, to help them along the way, because the truth of the matter is we struggle. We, we struggle. That's just the nature of, of this walk. Galatians 5, the spirit, the flesh, we're constantly uh, struggling. But if I'm constantly painting this perfect picture, the fear of people seeing my imperfections, you know, it is nightmarish. You know, it's- There's like so many things that, uh, parallel to what's going on right now that I was thinking about like even like Jesus being a whistleblower right mm -hmm. that's the term we have nowadays whistleblower yeah. he was a whistleblower and they did exactly what they do to whistleblowers now they get rid of them and then even when I when you were talking I was thinking about the the government and how they do all these things to cover up everything that's going on whether it be you know the pandemic or their actions or things that are being said and they they create this environment of chaos and confusion mm -hmm. and people are just trying to figure out okay like you say am I gonna wash my hands for 20 seconds am I gonna wear gloves am I gonna put a mask on am I gonna put a face mask on am I not gonna do anything you know right. everybody's in such a state of turmoil where you can't if you're not aware you can't even see the underlying cause and um one of the things I'm reading this book um seven habits of highly effective people yeah I love I'm I'm in love I'm really loving the book it, it has a even though it's not a uh, um a religious book or doesn't talk about anything about religion but it does have parallels like if you really put it toward what what the bible speaks the way it the way he's talking about it it has parallels to how you should act and treat people mm -hmm. and, and the habits that you should keep and so it's just interesting for me to read it so i could see oh okay well jesus christ said the same thing in kind of in the same context but he said it in this manner but um in the book that's what he was talking about when it came to relationships is saying you've got to be uh proactive instead of reactive you know you've got to be proactive with your relationships and, and you know because once people feel like you're being reactive then they put a barrier up you know mm -hmm. and if you really want to have a meaningful and lasting relationship or you want to have you know just anything your your work relationships your 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 spouse whatever, if you wanted to deepen it, then you've got to, like you said, take that veil off and you've got to really be authentic and ask, you know, mm -hmm. just get to know that person and find a connection. And, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, oh, let's plan to go walk every single day of the week, but no, just be interested and in, in actually have a, if you want something, do it. I know one of the examples and he said, 
uh, a man was saying, I'm out of love with my wife. And so he was like, well, then just love her. He was like, but you don't understand. I'm out of love with my wife. He was like, well, then just love her. If you want to be back in love with your wife, then you need to love her. He said, people think the feeling of love is, is what it is. That's just a byproduct of what love really is. Love is caring and doing, being sacrificial and all, but the feeling that you have, that's just a byproduct of what actually love is. And I was like, that's, it was a good, it was a good yeah. example. It's Stan, a really good book. It's a really yeah, good Stan book. has destroyed transparency. Mm-hmm. And we see that in the very beginning of Adam and Eve. They're walking around, they're naked, they're not ashamed. That's a good point. And as soon as sin comes in, now they're trying to cover themselves. And, and that's mm-hmm. the whole thing with the Pharisees. You you try to cover yourself to, to hide what's what's there because if 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 it's seen, if it's known, even on Facebook, people make sure that they put their best thing, uh, their best mm-hmm. self on social media. Mm-hmm. You know, you you edit it for public consumption, you know, and so, but if you just put everything out there, if you put everything on there that God knows about you, Lord have mercy. How many friends would you have? How many, <laughs> how many likes would you have? You know, <laughs> if, you know, but, but that's just, but, but when I'm looking at it from a different perspective and I'm kingdom driven in that regard, then, then I don't mind exposing my hand. I don't mind acknowledging, talking about what I'm going through, even maybe writing a book, it may help somebody. You may be vulnerable in exposing certain things about yourself. But the question is, are you going to allow your vulnerability to be somebody else's victory? Because they're looking. But as long as I have this mindset, I'm protecting everything, you know, Pharisees will point out what's wrong with everybody. Mm-hmm. but won't say a thing about what's going on yeah. with them. You know, they make sure yeah. that you get the right teaching and so forth. But then if you look at their lives, you know, back then, even now, it doesn't mirror what God wants us to do or how God exactly. wants us to live. Exactly. Amen. Amen. How can we encourage other people as well if we don't allow ourselves to be vulnerable and expose yeah. our struggles so that people will see if God can work with them, then there's hope for me. If, yeah. if we're all closed up and we, I mean, I understand discernment. You can't tell everyone everything, but mm-hmm. you know, just to close ourselves off, how can, we, how can we even deepen our relationships as brothers and sisters in Christ if, if we're not coming together through our vulnerabilities, you yeah. know? So I, I, you know, I've struggled with this, um, just so many times and even there has been and I understand the reluctancy um to be vulnerable because you don't want to be judged right you don't Mm -hmm. want people to say well Mm -hmm. you're dealing with that I don't want to I don't really want to you have the cooties per se right yes but um (laughs) but that's the point of me coming into the body is for healing is to get the lifeblood to get rid of whatever I'm struggling with and guess what that struggle may not be over the uh I may not get rid of it overnight. This may be something I struggle with for many years, but I'm still striving because I understand I, I love Christ. So I'm I'm still striving. I'm still working, you know, in in, in hand in hand with God to resolve whatever issue, you know. Yeah. And is it possible to be striving? Well, I know that's possible to strive all the way up unto death. You know, I feel like like I tell Genevia, I don't I know I'll never like oh, I arrived, you know, I'm there. I've, I've, I've got it all figured out. I'm like, this is going to be a lifelong process. Oh yeah. Yep. And so yeah. it you know, should be, it should be. 
Yeah. Amen. 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 <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know, one of the overlooked things in the church is spiritual warfare. Mm. You know, uh, the reality of spiritual warfare, and, and a lot of folk aren't vulnerable that they're unwilling to talk about what's going on. They stay away from everyone else because of what you've said, the judgment aspect of it. You know, I'm just lost. I'm just going to hell and, and so forth. Uh, or if I'm there, I'm getting commands barked at me or statements made to me. You, you don't pray enough or you don't do this. Maybe you need to take communion twice, <laughs> you know, um, just different things, not realizing the reality of spiritual strongholds. You know, there are strongholds that I just, you know, if you say I'm not praying enough, or I'm not doing this enough and so forth. Well, maybe, you know, intercessory prayers was needed. You know, maybe, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe if you fasted for me, you know, and, and prayed, I just did a, a month long study on fasting mm -hmm. on Wednesday night. You know, I think it's on our website, uh, but we explored, you know, fasting from a spiritual perspective, you know, Old mm -hmm. Testament, New Testament, and so forth, and the benefits of, of fasting. Some breakthroughs Amen. don't take place uh, unless there's fasting and prayer. Yeah. You know, uh, being willing to, to do without food because you know you can't live without God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that, that dependency changes. Uh, but we have to be vulnerable. We have to be open. We have to be honest. We have to start letting folk know that this is the perfect place for imperfect people. You know, I, I love that John Legend song, you know. Or just ordinary people. Perfect imperfections. Yeah, I never no. heard of it. Oh yeah, all of me, it's, it's all of me loves all of you. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and in it, he talks about your perfect imperfections. Mm. You know, yeah. uh, I, I, you know, I like to think that I am um, flossum. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. F-L-A-W some. I, I got some flaws. Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> it just, I know you I'm might. Like, I thought I'm flossing awesome, like floss with your teeth, but then I thought I was like, oh no. I get it. Yeah, okay. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm right there, Jennifer. <laughs> you know, awesome. Yeah. Pharisees would say I'm awesome. Mm -hmm. The reality is I'm flossing. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I got flaws. I got weaknesses, but 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 wait till God connects these dots. You, you'll see the picture that He's He's creating. Amen. 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 And that's the fun yeah. part. I really feel that's the joy in it. And, it, and I and as I'm growing, I'm seeing that as we're going through struggles and I'm going through struggles and I'm going through these trials and tribulations. Those are the dots that he's connecting. And so now you look and you're like, oh, I, okay, Lord, I see what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I, I, okay, okay. I see. I see what's going on. Absolutely. <laughs> I didn't when I was going through it, but I do now. <laughs> Absolutely. No, God is, is he's awesome. I mean, I'm just thankful that I'm in the body. I'm thankful that Amen. he made me aware of his son and, and the life that's in him. Yes, I'm still struggling for everyone out there. And if you're struggling, <laughs> let's struggle together because it's definitely people. Say, oh, well, you need to have more faith. Wait, but I'm still I'm still striving. So I <laughs> this is like I have faith. Trust me, it's there. But right. I still struggle. Even even having faith, I still struggle. I'm human, right? And like you said, the sin is there. You know, so definitely, it, I'm living and and I'm 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 still thankful. I, I I'm sorry, brother. Please. Oh yeah, no, you talked about transformation earlier. The butterfly, 
uh, when the caterpillar is in the cocoon, mm-hmm. if you let it out, you know, you're going to ruin the process. And so you, you have to struggle. Uh, a kite rises against adversity. Amen. You know, if it if there's no wind blowing against it, it's, it's not going to rise. Right. So my tribulation produces my elevation. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thankful now for, for what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I got to keep my mind on, okay, what's going on, but also the bigger picture of what God is doing through this situation, which is why we ought not be ashamed to talk about the weaknesses, the struggles. I mean, Romans chapter seven, Paul gives a biographical sketch of his inner struggles, his spiritual battles, you know, uh, oh, wretched man that I am. Right. You know, people try to relate that to uh, a pre-Jesus experience. No, this is post-Jesus. This is him as a Christian and the reality of the struggle that he has with the flesh and with the spirit. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yes. Well, that's that's another thing, though. <laughs> right, episode, right, right. <laughs> Wait, and you still haven't hit on that tradition because that was a term that you used. <laughs> but right. I was, I was like, tradition. I would love to know what that's all about because well, well, I, I can give you a brief uh, synopsis. Of <laughs> oh, sure. Tradition. Those are traditions that are not grounded in scriptures that we trap people in or trap people with. Um, and, and if I'm just operating based upon what I've learned over the years, this is just how it is, how it is, how it is. Some prominent preacher, some prominent speaker, you know, said this, and because of this, and because I didn't do my own studying, mm-hmm. you know, this is what we got to do. This is, this is no question about it. This is what we, we have to do. It's not until you really start studying the scriptures and the veil is lifted from your eyes that you see that. Hey, God never intended for me to be shackled. Galatians 5.1 talks about being freed for freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, and so if I'm trapped by something that God never did, and this is definitely pharisaical. This is one of the characteristics of the Pharisee uh, because they had their interpretations of the law, oral interpretations called the Mishnah, which they put on the same level as the law or the word of God. And what happens is when I break one of these traditions or these interpretations, now I'm breaking the word of God. But Jesus clearly showed a distinction between traditions of men and the word of God. There's there's a clear distinction. Uh, And so when I'm just operating off of tradition, that ritualism that we talked about earlier, uh, then I'm trapped. You know, so now this tradition has become a trap dish and now you know, now I'm condemning everybody. Anybody that I see doing what I believe I shouldn't be doing, then yeah, you're condemned. You're on your way to hell. Or here, here's here's a letter of disfellowship and so forth. And then you get all these letters going out. Let's come back and let's let's look at the scriptures and see what's really, really being taught. And I'll say this, and I'm through. You know, authorial intent. That's where it is. Understanding the intended meaning given by the author. You know, because Mm -hmm. what happens is we read into the Bible what we want the Bible to say instead of pulling out of the Bible what's there and applying it to our lives. Mm -hmm. Because if I've been taught something for so long, now I'm forced to go to the scriptures to justify my belief. And in doing so, I 
rest the scriptures. I, I do a whole lot of what we call eisegeting, you know, butchering the text, crucifying the text, just to just to find my point that I'm trying to to make. And when you get down to the the nuts and bolts of it, it was never what the writer intended. It was mm. never what God intended. And now you got to think, how many folk have I misled? How many folk have I trapped? Mm. You know, our responsibility is to help set people free, yeah. not keep them not in restricted. Amen. I was talking to, um, I was getting my car service the other day and there was a gentleman waiting in the waiting room. And um, the reason why we started talking is because he had an Exxon Mobil hard hat on. And so we started talking about how Sean was in the, you know, worked for Halliburton. And that's kind of how the conversation started. And then he, then of course it got into, you know, church where he went to church at. And um, he just, he told me that there was this church that he went to um, here in Houston. I didn't know it because it was like a church of God in Christ. And he, um, he was saying that, oh, I can't believe you did, don't know about this church. And I was like, I've never heard of it. And he said, well, there was scandal, you know, the, the minister, you know, he was cheating on his wife and all this different stuff. And I was just listening and I was like, okay. And I said, well, you know, he's human, you know, there's a lot of members of that church that's probably cheating on their wives and husband too, you know, but the fact that he's in a particular position, you know, they're, they're, of course, he's going to be open to more scrutiny as he should be as a minister of the word or in the cloak, but, or, or whatever he is, I'm, I'm not for sure what religion it was, but, um, you know, it's, it's very important for us to continue to, you know, look at people for what they are and they're human. They're not, they're not anything above they're not god and they have their flaws as well right absolutely i'm gonna stop right there because i have to (laughs) that concludes another episode of soap talk we want to thank you for joining us today please join us tomorrow morning at 9 a.m as we delve back into the topic so thank you so much god bless and we love you Bye. bye